Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, I don't even... It's been so much sports news from Lamar Jackson tweeting, I guess today. I don't know if it came out today or late last night that he requested a trade from the, the Ravens on March the 2nd. Um, I think even Stevie Wonder could see that one coming. <laughs> um, the NCAA tournament, you got a five, a nine, what, what, maybe two fives? Yeah, I just want to know who the hell do you, te- who, who, who you play for? <laughs> yeah, so you He's got like a bunch of no names in UConn. Yeah, you got UConn, which I think has to be the favorite because. They have pretty much dis- just dismantled the last two teams they played. Um, San Diego State, controversial call to get them into the Final Four. I thought it, I thought it was a foul that would have been called in the first half. So if if that's what you measuring it by, I guess you call it with with less than ten seconds left in the game. Miami, yeah, Miami had an unbelievable comeback against Texas. And who the hell have Florida Atlantic <laughs> in a Final Four? <laughs> this is this is uh, Miami's first Final Four, San Diego State's first Final Four, Florida Atlantic. Like none of these people have never been to a Final Four before, besides UConn. So let me ask you this: Who are you rooting for? UConn. <laughs> so I, I mean, if I had. If I put all my money on the table, I got to go for UConn. They, like you said, they dismantled all their opponents. They've been good on defense and offense. Like, I, they came out of nowhere. I didn't. I wasn't looking for them at the beginning of the season. I didn't think they were that good. But so I mean, I've watched a couple of UConn games. They're they are. I won't say they're a good team. They're fundamentally sound. I think they have a. Pr- a, a fantastic coach in, in Hurley. Um, so I, I feel like they're the favorites to win it, but in my heart, I'm rooting for San Diego State. Uh, Brian Dutcher, longtime Steve Fisher assistant, waited 20-plus years as an assistant coach under Steve Fisher at Michigan and at San Diego State to get this opportunity. Um, so I'm, I'm secretly rooting for San Diego State. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. That'll be really good. Last time San Diego State was good, they had Kawhi Leonard on their team. The claw. So that. <laughs> yeah. So, so they haven't been good since then. I mean, it's 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 like the complete opposite of last year tournament. Last year terms, you had UConn, you had Duke, you had North Carolina, you had like the bluest of the blue blood, Kansas programs in the Final Four. And like you said, you got UConn, a bunch of who the hell <laughs> made it. Um, yeah, like who the hell are these guys? Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I know I know you say you're going for San Diego State, and I'm going for UConn. But to be honest, any one of these teams can win. This has been the most I, – I just can't call it. This has been the most ridiculous, like, as far as, like, teams putting other teams out. Like, every team – some teams have a cold shooting night. I feel like De'Aaron Fox. You remember, have you heard what De'Aaron Fox said? Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm like, you don't know what team's going to show up. I, that's why I was so confused on Michigan this season because 
Some games they'll look really good. They'll dismantle their team. Next game they get blew out by twenty by freaking Northwestern then, or something. Yeah, like then then they had the game where they looked really good and to the last three minutes of the game, and then it was like, what the hell just happened? That's what the same thing happened with Michigan State too. The one guy had an amazing game. He had like twenty points, twenty assists, uh, crazy rebounds, all types of stuff, steals. And then this other game, he goes like eight for twenty, eight for thirty-one. Can't, can't have the back, yeah. So can't do anything. I was just like, "What is going on here?" Like, yeah, I'm just I don't know who the hell is going to be good or who's going to come out of this. But I kind of want this to be over with, man. I, yeah, right now, was, I think the only thing. Oh, go ahead, brother. I'm a, no, I, I agree with you. Like when you say you want to be over with, like I was listening to somebody today. They were like, "Who the hell wants to watch this?" <laughs> like, yeah. Like, who the hell wants to watch this shit? It, this is the most least interesting sports thing that's going on right now. Right now, I'm so infatuated with football. Football season isn't even here, and I'm excited about college football and uh, NFL. Like, yeah, so, got me. Yeah, because even in the women's tournament, like, this is the first time in, like, 30-plus years where there's no UConn, there's no, there's no Stanford, no Tennessee, um, in the final four, um, it sets up to be interesting. I think the women's final four is going to be way more interesting than the uh, men's because uh, now yeah. you you got South Carolina versus Iowa, um, so Ooh, you got a you got up. Boston versus Caitlin. Then um, I don't know who because. As we're recording this, Ohio State Virginia Tech is is playing right now. Virginia Tech's up by thirteen, but you have the possibility of everything plays out of a South Carolina, so Aaliyah Boston versus LSU and a Bayou Barbie again. I mean, the way I look at it. The women's basketball tournament has been way more interesting. It's been really consistent, too. And the scores have been high scoring. It's just been really amazing. And that young lady that's in Iowa, the female Steph Curry, Caitlin Clark, is amazing. That girl got game. Mm-hmm. She put the first 40-point triple-double in NCAA tournament. Hits, and she's hitting from half court like Steph. Yeah, she's pulling so- up from the parking lot. So it'll be – yeah, I'm really looking forward. It's Friday night. Um, it'll be interesting to see what South Carolina and Don Staley draw up. Um, you pretty much had like the number one offensive team going against the number one defensive team. So they better throw that clipboard away. That girl shooting from half court, the parking lot, the sidelines, the the locker room. Yeah. Like, so so she I got a, she a gunslinger. So I can see like I don't know. South Carolina picking her up full court. Hell, she's shooting to, to the point where you almost run a box to one. I don't know how you stop her. Um, she's had an unbelievable um, tournament season. Uh, Ansela Reese down at LSU had another triple-double. She she just set the SEC record for triple-doubles in the season. Uh, hell, I watched... Her last game, and it was like they was triple teaming her, and she still was scoring. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like she's coming off way too many screens, and the the key to the key to stopping her in a matchup 
is you got to have that power forward in that center. They got to come out. They got to stretch that floor. They got to come out. But then the sad part about it is if they do come out, you have a cutter go to the basket, and she's not afraid to pass it, too. That's why she put up a 40-point triple-double, because she's also passing the ball to the cutter going to the rim. So if you don't come and double-team her, she's going to cut it, going to swing the ball to the person that's cutting to the rim, easy two points. Like That's why they're scoring 97 and 87 points the past two games. Like they're, Before then, it was scoring even more. Like it's, I don't know who's going to stop them. If you can't put up 100 points, you're not going to stop them. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, and I don't so, think that uh, South Carolina can put up 100 points. They can't even put up, in my, I don't think they're going to put up 90 points. Oh, well, I got South Carolina winning, so we'll see. Oh, no, Rodney, no. You no. Know, you know and Don, <laughs> you know Don I trust, so. Yeah, I know. I, I like Don, too. I was thinking they're going to run away with it, man, but I was thinking that I will yeah. Wouldn't figure yeah. out certain situations, yeah. but they learned from last year's disappointment. And based and on her outfit tonight, call her Louis Vuitton Don. So <laughs> I don't. Iowa might win something for the first time in NCAA uh, tournament history, man. In the women's division, man, I think they might win a championship this season. It, that Caitlin Clark is hotter than fish grease. Yeah, I don't even have like even if they were beat South Carolina. If LSU was a matchup, I don't have them beating the Bayou Barbie. So now you you want to hear something crazy, Rodney? Do you think that Kaylin Clark comes out at the end of this season? You think she's the number one draft pick? Everybody's begging for her to come out. So many teams are so excited about her. No, I think I think Aaliyah Boston is still the number one pick. Ooh, I, see, I, I love Aaliyah Boston too, but she ain't Kaylin Clark. This is Steph Curry, bro. This is Steph Curry female version, man. You sure you would pass up Steph Curry? Yeah. Well, Leah Boston? That's tough. That's tough. Mm. That girl a machine. Yeah. Hell, I'm, I'm more so looking forward to the women's than, than the men's at this point. So. Yeah, man, me too. And you know what's pissing me off, Rodney? Every time I watch these women... Uh, like you said, you got Leah Boston and Caitlin Clark come, you know, balling, and of course they're gonna probably definitely go to the uh, to the pros. Can we please get a professional women's team? I would love to see Caitlin Clark or Miss Leah Boston in a in a shock jersey. I don't know if we'll be the shock anymore since they passed it down so many times. But whatever women's name team we'll have, like I would love to see a women's team here. I think we're ready for it. The city's ready for it. We need that. Come on, give us a women's team. We need it. Yeah, um, shoot, the city's on a re- renaissance. Next April in Detroit is going to be crazy. Um, yeah, you have a regional NCAA tournament action at the at the beginning of March into April. I mean, beginning of April into March. Then you'll have the NFL draft at the end of April. Man, I am ready, Rodney. I am ready. I feel like SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I already am putting in my days off. I said, listen, <laughs> I'm taking these days off next year around this time. Don't mess with me. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. It's going to be a good time to be a Detroit fan. Hopefully, our Lions will be um, defending 
if at the very least NFC um, champs. So so we'll see. Um, NFL is the is the league. Not even when it's supposed to be a factor. <laughs> like we're supposed to be talking about the tournament in Major League Baseball opening day, and the NFL has trumped all of that still. Whether it's Lamar Jackson requesting a trade, um, fans in in New England calling for Bill Belichick's job, <laughs> which I, I which I That's think blasphemy. Yeah, which I think is crazy. But it, it was a it was a topic today on get out, get up, or whatever. Uh-huh. No, as you said it right the first time. It had to be get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like when I saw it, I was like. Waiting, talking about Bill Belichick that won seven rings. I, I will give them this. This is the same guy that um, Pig Mac Patricia be his offensive coordinator last year. So I get that part. Yeah, he just doing the uh, the the good old boys thing. You know, he was told before. Remember the the one coach from the Miami Dolphins said he spoke with Belichick, and Belichick basically told him like, "Hey, uh, the other person got the job." And, it's a good old boy. He's trying to keep Matt Patricia uh, job alive. You see Matt Patricia about to get the job in uh, for the Eagles. He's done nothing everywhere he's been to even be like a, a even nowhere near an assistant coach or a head coach for that matter. That just lets you know that that coaching and and that and we have somebody that's in freaking the Kansas City Chiefs that's been balling. As an offensive coordinator and can't get a goddamn job. But Matt Patricia gets a job everywhere. So that lets you know this thing's wrong. Yeah, so I, I saw that topic. Um, did you see who's entered the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen numerous teams just pop out of the woodwork since he said he, he requesting a trade. Yeah, but, if, but uh, uh, it's a one team that seems to be serious about kicking his tires. I don't know if it's a good fit. Um and I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Well I seen the Colts as one of the teams, but I also seen a couple teams that had a little bit more to offer that jumped into the fray. And you had mentioned that team last week. It was the Atlanta Falcons. Now I'm hearing about the Washington Commanders. Then uh, the Colts of course then I'm hearing about the Detroit Lions. Of course, the Lions and the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Commanders have a little bit more to give than uh, than the Indianapolis Colts. But if you're the Lions, are you willing to give up one of those top picks, the number six pick in the draft? No, I, I feel like if I'm if I'm Brad Holmes, I'm I'm listening to offers, but it, it would take a lot to. Um, to get me to do anything. Now, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, you need a face of the franchise. Um, the the ever since Tom Brady has Tom Brady ended the Atlanta Falcons franchise. I'm gonna put it that way. That 28 to three comeback, the Atlanta Falcons have not been the same team since. So, if yeah, I'm, you're right about that. If I'm the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, I need a who who's the face of your franchise. Yeah, like they don't have a face of the franchise at all. Right now, and they found like they found fool's gold in Cordell Patterson because I wouldn't have thought he would have been this good as a running back. Nobody thought he was the good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was a special teams guy and a wide receiver, and now all of a sudden he's a a running back. I don't know. 
Yeah, so if I'm Atlanta, I I'm, I'm feel like you have to kick the tires. Carolina's already out because they gave up so much. Indianapolis, you picked up two quarterbacks the last two seasons that pretty pretty much were on a last leg as an NFL quarterback. Uh, I see what it takes. If I'm Baltimore, I, I want to pick probably somewhere in that two to nine range. Well, I told you the, the Baltimore. I I've been hearing rumors <laughs> that Baltimore loves the loves the Lions for that draft. They want as a trade buddy because you get Jared Goff, the number six pick in the draft, and then probably a number four or a number five pick in the draft. They would love to have that. That's their ideal because the number six you get number six pick in the draft, the number four pick in the draft, and Jared Goff. They they that's the pick room there. But if you're the Lions, do you give up that much? No, because I feel like Jared Goff is what you're trying to do. And, like, I've already expressed, go back to the lack of a podcast or why. Um, if I'm a GM, I'm hanging up the phone when it comes to anything dealing with Lamar Jackson. But. Yeah. No, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. I'll tell you what, right now. With Jared Goff as the quarterback, we're like, man, I hope the Lions do something this season. They they got the they can possibly you know make it to the playoffs and win the division. Lamar Jackson comes to the team, we're winning the division. Let's go to the Super Bowl. See, you see the difference in the tones and the difference. In it? Like that's just the difference right there. It's just like this is how bad I don't want Lamar Jackson to the Lions. I would rather see them draft wide receivers. In the first two, in the in round one, and then pick up Lamar Jackson. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. It just feels like with all the weapons, you don't really give up much. You're giving up Jared Goff. You're giving up the number six draft pick and the number four draft pick. You've given up, and uh, you got all those weapons, man. You you've given up your starting quarterback for a guy that hasn't been consistently healthy. Rodney, you got the offensive line that's blocking really well. Jared Goff didn't get sacked that many times last season. And he only had a couple interceptions. You put him and you got him with, with Montgomery and Swift. Yeah. And with all those other with Williams and, and, and oh my God, that, that squad would be nasty, Rodney. Are you sure about this? You want to pick this guy was an MVP. Are yeah, you this, sure? This is a hill I'm willing to die on. Oh my goodness, man! It just feels like it just—it's not even that much, man. Like, first of all, you might lose golf anyway next season because this is his final season, so you might lose him to nothing. Another team might, you know. So now you're going to be looking for another quarterback anyway. It's just—it's so tough, man. Now you got a chance to lock down the MVP. It's just—it's a lot going on, man. That's why now you see why NFL right now is winning over every sport. Listen to how the passion in me and Rodney's voice. This is this is why NFL right now is dominating sports. I love the NBA, but no, that's not it this season. This season, no. Unless yeah, you're on the I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I, I I just don't. I don't trust Lamar Jackson to be the face of my franchise. If he was so damn good, why didn't Baltimore want to resign him? Like it's it's just too many. I didn't like the tweet he put out there. I know I'm I'm being nitpicky, but I just feel like where the Lions are, Jared Goff's been healthy. 
him and Ben Johnson have a fabulous relationship. I build I build my defense, get him another wide receiver, probably get him a tight end somewhere in there. Hell, I even double down on the offensive line if I had to. But I I see no reason for the the Lions to to go out and and get Lamar Jackson. If they did a move like that, I would be saying SOL, same same old Lions. The Lions have never been in this position, Rodney, to get an MVP caliber quarterback. I've never seen that from the Lions, especially with a team loaded like this. All my quarterbacks have been like basically subpar. I don't, this man is an MVP, and we don't never want a quarterback him. that can run. I'd rather, I've never seen a Lions with a running quarterback ever. I'd rather put 60 year old Rodney P behind there before I put Lamar Jackson. Lord, no. <laughs> and you know, Baltimore is a small market, they don't even rule that area. The, the, uh, I was gonna say the Redskins. The commanders are right down the road, and the commanders get more respect than Baltimore gets, man. So, and Baltimore has won a championship recently than the doggone commanders. So, that's just, that's sad that Baltimore yeah, gets I, no love. Um, I don't want it. I don't, so want, you don't want it. Return him to Cinder. Yeah, but Baltimore has a history of not really paying anybody. And the one person they paid was 150-year-old Joey Flacco. You didn't even pay Ray Lewis like you were supposed to. You definitely didn't pay Ray Rice. You had him beating up people in elevators. You just you didn't pay anybody. You, yeah, you really I, didn't. Pay, you had that great defense, and you never paid that great defense or that offensive line. And that winds up leaving. It just Baltimore doesn't pay anybody. That's just the thing. That's Baltimore for you. Yeah. Um, no. Nope, Think uh, about when Baltimore won the Super Bowl. Who they won the Super? Who was their quarterback? Kyle Flacco and um, what's the numbnut? They Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then you pay Flacco. I was like, gonna, I was gonna, gonna say Brad Johnson, but that was Tampa Bay. Yeah, that was Tampa Bay. And like you, you never really paid anybody. Like you get what you, and then when you decide to break the bank for one guy, he was a bust, and you got rid of him. But uh, hell, I'll take Joe Flacco as, as I would take Joe Flacco right now as um, Jared Goff backup though. We're playing. We're playing, Rodney. Now, we could pick up one of them. I think we need to draft a quarterback, probably hopefully in the fourth round or the fifth round this season. Already? Yeah, we're on the same page about that. Because now after you get past the first four rounds, I mean the first four picks, which are all quarterbacks in my opinion, then the fifth is going to probably be – uh, one of the edge rushers. Yeah, I'm on the fence right now. I'm not sure if it's the guy from Alabama or is it the uh, the other young man. But and I, I think Carter will Tyree fall right Wilson. To yeah, Tyree Wilson. I don't think Carter's so, a pick for the Lions. You don't think so? I think that's a perfect fit for him because <laughs> let, right think. now you got Houston on one edge and then you got uh, let, so let. we really don't need an edge. I like Houston let's and he think. only played like what five or six games. Let's think about it. I I feel like Brad Holmes could be un- unpredictable. He could trade down. I'll be very surprised if he uses both picks first day. Yeah, I can 
I can see that too, but it'll be so foolish to not get the writing's on the wall. It'll be foolish not to get Jalen Carter. Yeah, I, I can see if he came in 20, 30 pounds under overweight. I don't Nine think pounds, Rodney. I don't think he's the pick though. That's tough. If they, I'll tell you one thing. You gonna you gonna have to probably find me on Death Watch, Rodney. Send send somebody over here a bomb squad. I'm, it, it, I probably harm myself if they if they fucking draft a tight end first round. Uh, I'm gonna harm. I'm gonna harm myself. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt myself. I'm gonna, <laughs> they better not draft the goddamn tight end because they did that to me before. They better not draft the tight end. I swear to God, don't do it, Lion. Don't you do it? Yeah. I... And Mel Kiper said that they could draft the tight end too. And that... Yeah, but how many times has Mel Kiper been correct? No man. Okay, yeah, let's, you, let, let, let's talk some NBA. Okay, yeah. Let me let me just knife down. I was so, about to cut myself. If I remember correctly, you were a fan of the Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving pairing. I love the trade, but I felt like they gave up too much. How do, and how do you feel today? You know, I still like to trade the this is the thing. They're losing close games. I still think they're gonna make they're gonna make the play in. I, I see a couple teams that's not gonna really make it. To be honest, I don't think Utah is gonna make it. They got so many injuries. Um, I like OKC, but I, if OKC plays uh, Dallas in the playing game, I think Dallas is gonna be OKC. I'm just gonna be honest with you. They're gonna probably smoke, and then Dallas is gonna play the first one. I think Dallas will be more competitive and. For the team that's uh, in first, second, or third, fourth, they can beat any of those teams that's one through four. So I, Dallas is still really good to me. They're losing close games. Um, they're going to be all right. It's only a couple games left, right? How many games you got left, right? Like seven or eight, depending yeah, on the team. They're going to be perfectly fine. They're going to be perfectly fine. I don't know. Look, today they just smoked the dog on. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, they're 37 and 9, 37 and 39, and they're sitting at number 11, right behind the Lakers and the Thunder. I don't think the Pelicans are going to make it. I don't think it's so close because 4, four through 12 is like yeah. all in the fight. Like, but, it's insane. But so here, here's my issue. Mm-hmm. Even if they do make the play in, Let's say they make it out to play in a seventh or eighth seed. You didn't get Kyrie to be the seventh or eighth seed in the West. Not only that, like you said, I felt like they gave away too much for for a I don't I don't want to say well I'll say a rental player because there's no guarantee he resigns at the end of the season, and I feel like him and Draymond somehow are going to end up in L.A. this year, next year. I, I can see that, but I can also see them see him doing like a, a Kawhi Leonard sort of thing. The way this NBA season is going, they can just like Kawhi Leonard went to Toronto for one year. Anybody can get hot. That team with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving can get hot, and they're unstoppable. They still if don't. They, somehow, they still don't fit to me, but yeah, if they somehow play like the Phoenix Suns with their injuries at number four, or they play the Kings. Anybody can slide. Even if they play like the 
they can beat those guys. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still on the fence about Jason Kidd as a coach, but that's just me. <laughs> no, I, it's just a lot of teams that's just really overrated and they're just floating. I don't know. This is gonna be tough right now. I don't know. I don't know how we should put this, Rodney. Like, if you get if you did your playoff season right now, do you got the standings pulled up? Nope. So right now you got the Nuggets at number one, the Grizzlies at number two, the Kings at number three, the Suns at number four, but the Suns record is thirty nine and thirty five. The Clippers are thirty nine and thirty six. The Warriors are thirty nine and thirty seven. Timberwolves thirty eight and thirty seven. Pelicans thirty seven thirty seven. Lakers at number nine, thirty seven and thirty eight. The Thunder thirty seven and thirty eight, and then the Dallas Mavericks thirty seven and thirty nine. That's tough right there. Yeah, it's hell, it kind of reminds me of the Eastern Conference back in the day, but. And then the games are really, like, their games, they got a pretty, I would say their schedule's pretty, like, uh, pretty decent. You play the 76ers, I don't think they'll probably win that game in Philly. You can, they're going to beat the, the Miami Heat. Miami isn't great. The Hawks, they're, Miami I don't know what the hell they're coach. going through. Yeah, but they they got too many injuries. They're banged up. They're not playing for anything and then they do play the kings the kings might be resting people with three games left then you play the bulls the bulls haven't been really great and then you play the uh the spurs they can slide in there somewhere yeah do you Uh, think that they'll make it you think they'll make it i I like Lakers, man, I want the Lakers to make it i like the lakers to make it i just i don't know if i'm if i'm mark cuban I have to be frustrated because this is like you gave up a, a ton of assets to acquire this generational talent type player, and it's not giving giving you generational type production. Right. See, I'm right with you so, when I want the Lakers to make it, but the Lakers losing to the Bulls at home. Why? How? Patrick Beverly said he was going in the playoffs. So. Now look, now they go on a roll, right? Now you play the Bulls at home. That's a again. win. I hope the Lakers beat them. Then you play the Timberwolves. Timberwolves fighting for their playoff lives too. Then you go against the Rockets. They should smack the Rockets at home. Then you play against the the Utah Jazz at home. The Clippers at home. <laughs> then you go against the Suns, and then the Utah Jazz again to close the season out. Ooh, that's tough. That's insanely and the Utah Jazz are fighting for their playoff lives too. So that's just oh man, I hope the Lakers make it. Lakers are like must see TV. I got I wanna watch them. I wanna see how they do in the playoffs. They might get bounced in the playoffs, but I need to see them. I don't wanna see to be honest with you, I don't wanna see the freaking Pelicans go and Zion not even really playing or none of the other guys. Like nobody wants to see that shit. And the Thunder are the young, uh, up-and-coming team, but nobody wants to see them. We want to see the Lakers, goddammit. I want to see the Lakers play. I'll tell you one team I do want to see that you didn't even name. I uh-huh. want to see Sacramento. Oh, yeah, Sacramento's going to be there. Sacramento, is, they got a lock, they're locked in at third. Nobody's going to get that spot. They're locked in. There's so many games. I didn't even realize how good they were. Sacramento was forty-five and twenty-nine. 
Like they're playing really good right now. <laughs> they're locked in at third. The first, second, and third are locked in. They they uh I think the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, and the Kings have clinched the playoffs. Yeah. And we're not even talking about the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is so trash. Yeah, I, I, like we said before, it, <laughs> it, it comes down to three teams, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, however you... Maybe Cleveland, because mm. Cleveland is... Maybe Cleveland. They're eight and two in their last games with the best record the last ten games, with some nice wins and they healthy now. Watch out for them Cavaliers, man. That team is pretty nasty, man. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out how the hell they. Yeah, we can throw you them got, in there. Yeah, you got Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, uh, Lavert, uh, Oroku. You got uh, Ricky Rubio. They got Danny Green. You got Brooke Robin Lopez. I didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah, you like, named a whole bunch of people that I'm like, hmm? Yeah, like, these young guys, but with Allen, Evan Mobley, man, balling, and Darius Garland, yeah, them boys, is they serious. They serious, man. It's about to be crazy. It's going to be a good, This it's going to be crazy out east for the first war, but other than that, doo-doo. Yeah, I'll tune into the East for the the semis. I might even wait yeah. to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's no yeah, need. I don't even want to watch the play in. It's no need to watch the play in or the first round at this point. <laughs> the play in is sad too. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just more interested in the East and the uh, the West. I mean, the West and the East. Sorry. They done got me confused now. That's how bad it is. So, so Rodney, you hit me up and you talked about this list. Are they trying to piss us off? Oh, you talking about the Nas list? Yeah. What What's going on here? Who's picking, who picking these songs? <laughs> so... There's <laughs> so many things wrong with the list. So first of all, they have the King they put the King Disease trilogy all as one. Yeah, Irrit- I, I didn't understand that. So that irritated my soul all together. Then it has so this is by Yahoo, by the way. So then it has Magic Last as his Best album, which is just disrespectful when it's in itself. Okay, now Seer, I get the Lost Tapes. Is they have a twelve, which is just blasphemy. Even like Double XL Complex gave it classic ratings. Streets of Cypher Eleven, I get the King's Disease, the trilogy. They have a ten, should be higher. Life is good at nine, should be higher. Nas, the, the the untitled album, that could probably actually be lower. Then they have yeah, Hip Hop Is Dead, Godson, both of those can be lower. Nostradamus at five. That's probably his worst album. Still yeah, matter. I thought that was his worst album. And then they put it at number six. Yeah, Steelmatic at four, I Am at three. 
it was written, I probably would actually put King Disease 2 or 3 where I am at, is at, or the Lost Tapes. It was written at 2. Uh, you could argue that could. 1 and 2 are interchangeable on my list, but it was written Illmatic. Those are only two they got right. Right. We on the same wavelength with this one because I, I was sitting there, I was thinking to myself, I said, okay, look, besides made you look, and I know I can was inspirational, Get Down was okay. Godson was not a great album to me. I think that had to be one of the worst albums. It was coming after the, uh, it was coming after the uh, the whole beef with Jay Z, and and then it just like he wasn't interested anymore. Yeah, like. I would put Godson lower down on this. Hip hop is dead. I probably would move it up a couple notches. Life is good to be is one of his top five albums in my book. Um, it's hard to find a skip on Life is Good. There are no skips on the Lost Tapes. I don't know why it's at twelve. You know what? You actually, uh, you actually put me back on the um, the Lost Tapes because I. To be honest, like I, it, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for the lost tapes. And then you told me to give it a listen, because you have it ranked really high, and I was like, oh man, the lost tapes. I think that's a really underrated album. Let's just be honest. Yeah, like really I, like I said, Double XL went back and re-rated it a few years ago and gave it a Double XL rating. Yeah. And it's, to yeah. me, it's one of his best storytelling albums. You got a lot of um, "Drunk by Myself," "Purple Haze," uh, "Fetus," "Papa yeah. Was a Player." You got a lot of storytelling <laughs> songs on that album. Yeah, definitely reinvest and, and listen to the Lost Tapes. I think that, like I said, I skipped out on it, but went back and listened to it. But it's a couple of tapes that I, I skipped out on. I went back and listened to it, but the Lost Tapes is really a good one. And I think it deserves to be lower than what it is, too. A couple of these, I Life is Good is Cool. Life is Cool is Good. I just, I think that's a good album, too. It's just, the yeah. Nas album, 2008, that could be higher. I don't think it should be low as it is. Because a lot of these albums yeah. are good, except for the Godson. I just don't agree with the Godson. When, like I said, I think that's one of his worst albums. So the Godson for me is funny because like I listen to one, two, three, and four consistently, and then I listen to the last two songs consistently. Everything in between, I have to be in a certain mood to listen to, but that's. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I only listen to really the singles off of there because the other songs I'm really just not interested in. Like, well, it felt like the you well, know what it is. It felt like the way that the songs like intertwine with each other just didn't. I didn't like that either. So I'm about to tell you how I listen to the to the guy's son. I listen to the. Why is it not coming up? So I listen to the first four songs, Get Down. The Cross, I don't listen to it consistently as Get Down or Made You Look or Laugh, Real Nigga Alive. 
Then I skipped right. zone out. Hey, Nas is I got to be in the mood. I can. I listen to it if the kids sits in the car. Book of Rhymes, I don't really listen to unless I'm in the mood. Thug Mansion, I never hardly listen to. Mastermind, don't listen to. Warrior Song with Alicia Keys, I listen to occasionally. Revolutionary Warfare, don't listen to. Dance, I like, but it's sad as hell, so I can barely listen to it. And then Heaven is probably actually my favorite song on the whole album. I can kind of agree with that. I can agree with that. It just is not... Okay, let me... I guess I can go over how I listen to it, too. I, now, like, I do listen to Get Down. I, I listen to Get Down. I listen to Get Down. I listen to Made You Look. Last one, nigga. Like, I guess when it come on after... If I forget to turn it, like, come <laughs> on right after. Uh, that's how I go. Um, I can... Thugs mention uh, Warrior Song. The rest of them I don't listen to. I'm not going to even lie. Warrior Song. Sometimes it might come on... Depends on what I'm listening to. If I'm listening to series or something, I'll listen to it. But yeah, it just it just was a, a album that just seemed like it wasn't like he wasn't interested in certain things or he had stuff going on in his life. Maybe I'm thinking like, was this when him and Khalees was really like going through certain things or I don't know? It just it didn't seem like it was a like he was really interested in this album. And I know that um. Him and Jay Z was going through their thing, and yeah, I just it just felt like it was wasn't it. Yeah, you ready to get into our group debate? Yes, sir. Who's yes, the, sir. The greatest hip hop slash rap groups ever. Um, we'll do our first five, or I should say twenty through, I guess what sixteen today. Yes, and then I would like I would like that a lot. <laughs> um, and then so groups is anything more could be two, could be three, could be four. In the case of Wu Tang, could be twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just more than one. So uh, you'll see some people. You might be like, well, they don't really come, but hell, it was it was a duel. That's a group. That's right. They was a duel. That's a group. And me and Rodney, we about to, about to set it off, man. We gonna have some of y'all scratching y'all head. Remember, remember coming to it with an open mind. This is me and Rodney's picks. So, of course, here we go. So, Rodney, you gonna start it off, brother? Yeah. So at twenty, I got the Beastie Boys. Oh wow, that's wow, that's that's pretty low for them. Pretty yeah, high, I mean, right? yeah, yeah I, I debated. They are hip hop royalty, rap pioneers. Um, I just they got some hits. They didn't really have it. Remember, this is my list. I didn't, I didn't, I don't listen to the Beastie Boys like that. Like everybody else above them, I listen to way more um, than than I listen to them. I respect. Um, their role in hip hop, um, they have some iconic hip hop songs, but I just I don't find myself like when I'm going back listening to old school um, hip hop slash rap. They they not one of the group that I that I listen to like that. So, man, that's tough. Okay, so of course Beastie Boys would be a little bit higher on on mine's because 
of course, I still listen. I listen to the Beastie Boys. I, um, I, I got Intergalactic saved on my stuff. Of course, Brass Monkey. Uh, I got Paul Revere. I got so many songs. I, I love I love the Beastie Boys. So I, I'm a huge fan. So of course, I got them a little higher. Um, but for my pick, um, you know, I kind of this was tough. This was tough, but. Um, I'm going to go with D12 as my number 20. Ooh, they not even on my list. Yeah, I got D12 <laughs> as my number 20. Um, only because, like, for the Detroit hip-hop scene, they gave us a little bit something different. Um, I thought they stuck out because, of course, you got one of the best rappers in hip-hop on, in the group. And uh, I thought that all of them came together and did something, something ill, bizarre, was a little something different. They gave that whole horrorcore vibe, hip hop horrorcore vibe, which became popular. Right, I, I would say a little bit before them, but around that time, like it was peaking and going crazy. Um, yeah, I got D twelve as my number twenty. Okay, I at nineteen got Dog Pound. Oh, I got them way down there, but yeah, <laughs> the Dog Pound at number twenty. Dog Pound at number twenty. Dog Pound is nice. Yeah, 19, that's not, that's not bad at all. Um, Corrupt, Dash, Dillinger, Eric. I still listen to them. I listen to them a whole lot still. Uh, West Coast hip-hop group, Iconic. Uh, I, I, I love the Dog Pound. The Dog Pound, I guess, to, it's like, for me, what I guess like Two Live Crew is for you. And you know what? This just came right in at the right time because my my number nineteen two line crew, Mister <laughs> Nasty, if they want to be. Everybody know that I'm a, I'm a runchy young man, and uh, of course I love me some two line crew, and uh, they some game changers. But when it comes to my one of my favorite groups, man, I I got them a little bit higher than usual because the other groups, of course. Two Live Crew was from 19, what, 1983, 84, something like that, mm-hmm. to like 2000, 2000 and something, man. Like, they they been, they got longevity in hip-hop. Don't get me wrong. And, of course, Uncle Luke, how many songs have been sampled for Two Live Crew? And, and, of course, everything they've been through. But I got Two Live Crew at number 19. Okay. I have at 18. Yeah, it's at 18 here. Mm-hmm. Salt and pepper. Okay, I like that pick. I like salt and pepper. It's a good pick. Um, I kind like like songs. Women empowerment. Push it. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Shoot, even I think it was Spinderella. Is that the one that was on the reality shows and stuff? Um, I was happy to see them out at the Grammys as part of the um, tribute to hip hop. Um, shoot, I'm, they're really one of the first iconic women's group that you see in hip hop. Had major hips back late '80s, early '90s. Um, I couldn't do this list without having Salt and Pepper on it. Yeah, I got them a little bit higher, man. I love me some Salt and Pepper. I'm interested to see what Rodney's list is gonna be, man, because his list is like nuts right now, like already. Straight body blows, brother. Um, 
My number 18, I'm going to go with uh, the Migos. Um, Not on my list. I, I decided to go with the Migos because, honestly, they, they got consistent hits. And I think a lot of groups that were from back in the day, if you look at the longevity, some of them didn't really have longevity like that. Or some of them, they had come together every now and then. But Migos had consistent hits. And they changed the game in a way hip-hop was kind of put together with groups with that. Whatever they were talking about most of the time. They changed the flow of the game. And, like, a lot of people stole that flow. And it just, I hated it at first, but it grew on me. And the Migos, they changed the game, man. Migos, they nice. They nice. I got them at number 18. Yeah, okay. I can see that. You make a good argument. Um 17. Um, I got G unit. Okay. Boy okay. Banks, Tony Ayo, 50 Cents. Hell, if you want to throw the game in there, you can. <laughs> um, they nice. consistent hits as a group. Um, like you said, with D12, have one of the best rappers of their time. Um, Lloyd Banks, highly underrated. Um, as probably next to 50, the second, he was a better lyricist than 50, but uh, second, probably most important part of um, that group. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you with that one. I definitely agree with you with that one. Yeah. Whew. You see, that's what I'm saying, man. All your... Oh, these body blows, man. What's, what's going on, Rodney? What's up, man? What's so, up? <laughs> so you know, you know the top of the list got to be crazy. The top of the list is nuts. Um, my next one for seventeen, I got the diplomat, Dipset. Uh, I think Dipset, man, that hell of a group that formed. Um, of course, Cameron being the front runner, man. Those diplomatic community albums were classics. Uh, even when they got signed by Rockefeller Classics, signed to Def Jam Classics, they got a lot of hits, man. Those mixtape games was crazy. So they also had individual hits. So, yeah, of course I got to go with the Diplomats at number 17. Yeah, and then the locks came through. Well, Jada Kiss by himself kind of killed them. Yeah, <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear this fool talking about uh, this fool? I'm not trying to call this man a fool, but you got to be foolish to say you want to battle them boys again, man. They washed you guys, man. Yeah, that was, on, when the lot came up at the beginning to fuck you, the the battle was already won. Yeah, that's what I said, bro. I wouldn't even want to. I wouldn't want them boys from Harlem. They hard, man. Don't get me wrong, but y'all don't want no smoke with the locks. Uh, uh-uh. put it away, man. Put yeah, it away. Uh, I, I respect the diplomat. I don't have them on my list. Uh, kind of like oh, which, wow. yeah, they they not. My my list kind of plays more of a tribute to um, a lot of the. I won't even say older groups, but groups from like the golden era of hip hop. So okay. no, no diplomat, no Migos. Wow, that's tough. Outcast is somewhere on my list. Uh, Outcast is like top five. I'm not gonna even lie on my list, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I can't where did they? They're top five on my list too. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I can't, I'm not going to even play around with outcasts, man. They nice. But I do have somebody at number 16 that um, I think you'll be interested in uh, the Dungeon Family, which consists part of outcasts. I always thought that that was so dope, man. And then uh, a song that just replayed over and over, man. And I, I guess my mom really liked the song too, man. But that, come and get your soul food. <laughs> well, man, I, that song right there. And then, man, just all them, like I said, individual talent, man. All of them together. Dungeon Family definitely is like one of my faves, man. All them guys together, hell of a talent, man. Listen to Trans DF Express. Like, that's just... <laughs> Man, that's I love him some Dungeon Family, man. Definitely yeah, I, do, I don't have them on my list, and I guess that's like having Casey and JoJo on the list with no Jodeci, but... How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my 16... <coughs> uh, I, mm, only way to put it, the ghetto boy. Wow, see, I would think they would be low. Well, no, that's <laughs> about right territory for them. That's about right territory for them. Yeah, yeah that's um, about right territory. They do have probably, out of everybody that's on my list, probably top five most iconic hip-hop song ever in my mind to playing tricks on me. Um, but I think Scarface commercial assess has over overshadowed eventually just overshadowed the group all together and they never really got back together um that's why they're not um any lower on the list than then 16 um I, I play with the thought of putting them in the 15 through 10 category but overall i feel like scarface makes the group more memorable, but you can't Bushwick Bill um they, Yeah, just, just iconic group, one of the first Southern hip hop groups uh, like from that Texas Southern area. Now two live crew, so it's very different from what two live crew, um, any of the West Coast groups were going on, so no, I, I agree with you right right there. See, I had them. I got them just one spot lower. I, I gave it away, guys. I'm not supposed to give it away for my 15. I mean, for my 14, but I, that's where I have those guys at. But, no, I, I can see that. They're, they're right in that range. It's just they're, they're so iconic, man. And I'm looking at individual accolades, too, that brings them together, too. So, I guess that's why I'm looking at a lot of these groups for individual accolades. And that's exactly why I have for my number 15. I got the Fugees. I have the Fugees exactly at number 15. Um, because if you think about it, they really didn't have like a another group album. They did a lot of individual stuff afterwards. So Yeah, I have them um, lower on my list. See, and that's just not fair, Ryan, because think <laughs> about it. The Fuji's is an album as a group, right? How many albums they come out with? Just the one. Yeah, okay. or not. So why, see what that's not fair. That's not fair, right? Because now you're gonna say the, the at least the Ghetto Boys came out with a couple albums. 
They only came on. Well, I guess the Fuji's album it's, one album is more iconic than the Ghetto Boys, yeah. and it's my yeah, damn list. So, and it's your goddamn list. That's right. So I'll, <laughs> I'll get the people my fifteenth, and then we can get out of here, and then you can wait to hear picks fourteen through ten. Um, but okay. at fifteen, I have um, Eric um, Chuck B. Favor Flay. Professor Griff, Public Enemy. What? Man, you about to have people call us going crazy. Bruh. At number 15? Yes. At public Public Enemy. At yes. number 15. Yes. What? No way. No, bruh. They at least top 10, bro. Smile. They're not even top. They're not even top at the top of the 15. Smile. They're, they're not, it's your list. It's your list. Wow. That's, you better not have Bone Thugs and Harmony on your list over them. I swear to God, right? you're going to get so much backlash. Bone Thugs is not on my list. Okay. Thank God. Because I was going to say, I, I'm trying to sit here and I'm looking at these groups. I'm like, yo, right? Who is better than public? Oh, man. I mean, okay. It is your list. It's your list. It's your list. You know Ronnie ended on some controversy. He just fucking with y'all <laughs> Now y'all about to go crazy on me. Don't be don't cuss me out because of Ronnie, okay, y'all. You know y'all can go ahead and just y'all can do y'all a little list too. Let us you, know. You can add me at the Bowtie Teacher. Um See, they be on site me. People run up on me. What the fuck you and Ronnie talk? What the fuck y'all doing? Like <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, Ronnie, before we get out of here. MC Hammer follows you, bro? Yes, MC Hammer has been following me um, since um, Twitter days, actually. So, um, wow. from Twitter to Instagram now, yes. he um, He's always has at least one, one fan in me. Uh, so, yeah, MC Hammer does follow me, though. So, uh, if he doesn't ever have... <laughs> yeah. It was, dope. Yeah, it was funny because I I had thought about like I wonder if he still follows me. Yes, he still follows me. So shout out to MC Hammer. Uh, like I said, he will always have a fan of me. Yeah, see that's the thing. My only follow. I, I remember when Rihanna used to follow me, and you know we used to text every now and then. And <laughs> I used to be her love slave, and then that damn inside Rocky came into play. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have two blue ch- check marks that follow me actually. So MC Hammer's one, and then uh, my friend Terrence that passed away, he had a uh, blue check mark. So, damn, yeah, that's so, crazy. So man. I, I can't, nobody likes me, man. So I, everybody wants to kick my ass, and you the one who been saying all the controversial <laughs> shit. So I just. <laughs> Yeah, so hey, I'm gonna kiss ass because Rodney said some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> me, me and Hammer locked in, so you, you'll never hear me say anything bad about MC Hammer. See, that's right, that's right. Okay, well, I guess on that note, Rodney, take us away, brother. Yeah, so we'll we'll give you some more controversial picks on next on Sunday slash Monday episode. Um, stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, we'll. Actually, have a studio. 
be able to come to oh, you. Shit. Be able to come to you live on on YouTube and and Facebook live. So uh, be on the lookout for that. But till then, we'll catch y'all on the B side. Peace.